Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn. You have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. I just took a DNA test, turns out. I've had diabetes for about 20 years. explain all that shit right off the, the fucking rip, man. I, you know, I got a lot of shit going on, personal shit, this and that, but it's, you know, look, I, I'm always 100% on this fucking show, whether I'm talking about somebody else or whether I'm talking about me. So I, I just go in all the shit that I, that's been going on with me, um, for the most part. Um, so health wise, I'm, I'm going through a little bit of a thing. Um, Thing being, a couple months ago, um, I started having issues in my stomach, like full-on shitting blood, and um, sharp, sharp fucking pains in my stomach. And like, uh, I'm trying to like be not disgusting about it, but in the same token, like tell you exactly what the fuck's going on. And then like every morning, like I never been like a real farty dude. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, there was always like one cat in the crew and shit that would fuck things up. Ali was the dude in the crew. Like he would, he'd tear the fucking backseat of a car up just. You just hear him laugh, and then you just knew shit was about to get fucked up. And everyone's like, yo, Ali, what the fuck, man? 
we almost kicked him out on like many, many places and shit. But I've never been the farty dude, you know what I mean? Like it's just just not that gassy, you know what I mean? Um But like this shit like has me like every morning I wake up with like sharp fucking pains in my stomach and there's like I feel like a hundred pounds of fucking air in my stomach and shit. So um I finally went and did something about it. I, I, I had this shit going on when I did my last race. Um I had this shit going on, you know, for a while. Um, but I finally went and got it checked out probably about, uh, a month into it going on. Um, cause now it's been a couple months. Um, so then, uh, they, they sent me for blood work and then you had to do like a, you know, home stool sample shit, which let me tell you something, the fucking water in the toilet does wonders for what the fuck we got going on. Cause when you remove the water from the equation, shit is fucking like, yo, you, <laughs> you feel like you're in the fucking sewer and shit, bro. It's, it's. It's severe, but I don't recommend any of that shit. And um, so you do all of that, and then they, you know, come back with results. And the results, they told me um, my markers for Crohn's disease is high. And that shit comes with, like, a lot of stuff. Because right? all I had to do, you know, all, all I've been able to do since then is Google because they won't they don't tell you shit until you, after they look further into it. So they said, uh, your markers for Crohn's disease are high, and you need to schedule a colonoscopy. So schedule that and shit, because, yeah, look, I ain't, I ain't looking to fucking die out this bitch, you know what I mean? It, it, that, that's, that's not in my fucking right now plans at all. Like, I got way too much shit to do. Like, even the shit that I, like, I'm looking forward to, like, so many different fucking things. Like, it, it, it's insane. Like, I, everything I'm working on is only going to get better the, the more time that I have to put into it, and I'm not, I'm not done with all that fucking time, so I got a whole fucking shitload of things to do, so I got to get everything fucking taken care of right off the bat, right? Well, so they scheduled that shit, um, sip, what no what was it um august uh i forget what it was it was like august 15th or 13th or some shit right um so then i go to um so i had like a a pretty cool weekend where i had like a three-day weekend uh i had i went to a sports convention on We'll go back to the sports convention, too, because I want to talk about, you know, just a little bit about that shit, too. But, um, so I went to a sports convention. I had a barbecue at the end of the weekend. We had a bunch of people coming in and out of my job, though, like, um, they, you know, with COVID and shit, where these motherfuckers were, like, sick and then, like, back at work. And, like, they, they were home for a few days, but, like, I feel like shit wasn't wrapped up. Yeah, you know I mean, like, they were still coming back. Whether it be five days or not, it's like, yo, if you're still running a fever or symptoms or whatever the fuck, why, why are you standing you know, so shit like that was going on, too. So I know, like, I dipped myself in a giant fucking convention, but then so did Dina, you know, and, and she didn't catch it. Like, the whole fucking thing with me having it. Like, she, she went in the living room, I went to the room, and, um, wait, called, um, yeah, like, I mean, I walked to that convention, and I didn't even really think about it until I was in it, because I was just so excited to meet Frank Gore and all this shit and see all these, you know, big athletes, big-name athletes and shit. So, um... I didn't even fucking think about it because I'm usually pretty conscious about, you know, uh, COVID situations and I've dodged it for all this fucking time. And it was like, I don't know why the fuck I didn't, it, it, I guess it was just excitement, but, um, I was in the fucking crowd and you could like taste COVID. This is like thousands of fucking sports fans that want autographs. That, that's, that's a certain type of crowd. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know I was there, but believe me, my, uh, my body type is not the, 
the, the normal size of motherfuckers who are looking for sports autographs or any kind of autographs, I think. Um, but yeah, that, um, I could like taste COVID in that motherfucker. And I was like, Oh, cause I didn't even think about a mask, any kind of shit. I was just like in there. I don't know. It's like the dumbest shit I've done in fucking two years with this COVID shit. And, uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I had people in and out of my job with it. I felt like the joint was just had like weaponized fucking airborne COVID, but Nina standing next to me, she didn't get it. So I don't know. But anyway, I got fucking COVID. And uh, that, within the quarantine time of that shit, like, I went three days of just, like, straight-up fever. Like, real, real hot. Like, I went from freezing cold where I had to put my hands, like, underneath me and shit to try to, like, get comfortable in, in bed. Because it was, like, like I was handcuffed because my arms were just fucking freezing. And then, like, 15 minutes later, I'm pouring fucking sweat. I got to change my fucking clothes, like, multiple times during the day because... I'm just pouring sweat. I had to lay on towels and shit. So that that was like three days of fever like that. Uh, I didn't eat for the first like 30 hours and shit. But after that, uh, after those three days, I started feeling better. But then I got like vertigo where I felt like I was fucked up. But I wasn't fucked up. Um, we, I didn't even smoke weed for those couple of days because like I just felt like shit. They were, there was no like, oh, this, I'll enjoy this. I was just trying to feel any kind of normal. I wasn't going to like add more effect to anything. So it wasn't really in the cards for me to begin with. Um, and then even one day, it was like maybe day four or five, I don't know. Um, I took a poll and it was like, that was a fucking mistake. Because the whole shit never bothered my lungs until that day, as soon as I took that poll. and was like, mm, back off that shit. And uh, then I left it alone for another couple of days and I was, you know, I was all right to, to go back with that. But, um, but yeah, so that shit kept me out. And then the, the colonoscopy that was scheduled... I had to fucking cancel because it was still in code protocol that they wouldn't have me in there. So, um, yeah. So then they're like, yeah, well, uh, the next scheduled appointment we have is, um, the September 15th. So that's where the fuck I'm at now. So I still don't have really any answers. Still have the shit, the pain every daily, you know, and, um, I, I've learned to, to manage some pieces of it, even though I've gotten no instructions or guidance or fucking reassurance or anything. Um, I've learned, like, peanut butter. I used to eat a shitload of peanut butter. Now I can't eat anything with any fucking nuts, any peanut butter, any kind of nut of any fucking sort. Rule that shit out. I used to eat a bunch of almonds. I used to, you know what I mean? So, you know, all, all of this stuff is extra protein, you know, during snacking during the day. Um, I had a jar of peanut butter in my bag at work all, at all times because, you know, I could just hit a couple fucking tablespoons of that real quick. You know, um, I always had like the, um, usually like the Skippy Naturals with honey or Jif Natural with honey, one of those fucking uh, natural with honey joints. Usually I like, or, or even just the natural without the honey. But um, those are they're pretty dope. But yeah, like all that shit would fuck me up, like way worse than just my normal, you know, dysfunctions I'm dealing with now. But, uh, so, yeah, I'm just kind of, like, fucking riding out. And the thing was, too, um, that Sunday, or no, 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 that Saturday, so I got it on fucking Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was fucked up. Saturday, I started to feel better, but I knew there was no way. I was clearly still contagious three, four days in. And I had a Savage Race booked for that day where I was going to do fucking two races that day to get the big medal. And clearly that wasn't fucking happening. So I was lucky I, I was able to negotiate with them because I got a no refunds policy and all that shit. Because it was nearly $300. Um, 
you know, signing up for both. And uh, so luckily I was able to negotiate where they, they uh, let me transfer my shit to next year. So at least next year's races are just already paid for and I'm good to go. But so I had to miss out on that. And then uh, the, the, um, the colonoscopy right after that. So now going into September, I was going to do Tough Mudder on the 10th. But I ain't doing fucking Tough Mudder on the 10th because if I go jump in the fucking mud with a bunch of motherfuckers and catch COVID again, I'm right in that fucking COVID protocol to get fucking knocked out again. So I got to keep myself fucking safe all the way to the fucking thing so I can know the fuck's going on with me, what kind of medication, if I need surgeries, if I, you know. You just don't know. This shit can go a lot of uh, directions. So that's that's the kind of shit that I'm dealing with right now because it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. You dealt the fucking hand you get. And, um, you know, fucking 44 now so you know you, you never fucking know you try to outlive every motherfucker but uh that shit's not always uh the the case i'm not saying i'm gonna die today but i'm just saying you know any any given shit you could be dealing with people have dealt with way worse shit than i have and died way before i'm fucking speaking at 44 so countless motherfuckers um but uh yeah so i mean it's just it just intensifies that much more to really just lean into every fucking thing I do. It's it's just another reminder of the shit that I was already doing. Um, I checked out this park. Uh, they got a like a fitness park over in Seaside. This shit is fucking dope. They got like so much shit that I could OCR train on there. Uh, obstacle course race for people who aren't obstacle course race nerds and shit. Uh, I guess I did enough of them. I know that abbreviation. But I know most people would go, what the fuck is he talking about? Um, but, yeah, it's got, like, you know, uh, monkey bars, um, ropes to climb. It's got uh, little little walls that you can climb. Um, like, a bunch of, a bunch of shit, like uh, balance beams and fucking... Uh, like all all sorts of shit, like wall jump pieces, like the you know like the rigs at, at gyms. It's got like some of that shit. It's got a track to race on, like a forty yard dash track to race on. Um, the whole fucking thing is astroturf too. They got battle ropes. They got tires to flip. They got um and like the the tires are like hooked to like a, a hinge, but you're you're fucking flipping the fucking tire just like you would anything else. And they got like a I think a hundred something pound and like a two seventy or some shit like that. I don't know tire weight, so someone's going to know that shit and be like, it's fucking clearly 265, and I don't, <laughs> I just don't have that type of knowledge of cars or anything like that, so, but, um, yeah, they had so much shit to do there, shit was really dope, it's a little bit of a fucking hike for me, like, I could probably go there every couple Sundays if I really wanted to, but I'm not really trying to, you know, go into fucking Seaside in the summertime too often, because it's, it's bullshit, I don't like Seaside at all, like, Anytime I go over there, it's always been like seven years since I've been over that bridge or over there at all. Because it's just, it's like tourist shit. And it's dirty and fucking un, not updated and just garbage. Seaside's always been garbage. Um, I mean, when I was younger, it was super cool. But, like, that's, most of it is the same shit as when I was younger. And it's not nostalgic, it's just dirty. But, um, yeah, uh... Let me see what else I got. I got a ton. Oh, so back to the sports convention. So uh, we went there. It was I don't know what the fucking company's name is, but uh, it was a big fucking convention. And my main thing was I was going to uh, meet Frank Gore. Um, you know, his his ticket price was in my range. Uh, his was, I think, 85 
And that's dope. I mean, this dude in, I think it's three years or five years, five years, I, I believe. But I don't think he played last year. He didn't play last year. And I don't know if it's from when you stop playing or actually declare retirement. Because if it's from when you stop playing, he'll go in the Hall of Fame in four years. And if he has to announce retirement, then it'll be five. But um, either way, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, um, you know, he's, he's third all-time rusher. Dude's been fucking great. Um, and, uh, you know, so that was in my range. Montana was there. You know, obviously, he's the obvious go-to for me other than, than Gore. But Montana was so much my He's like, I think, 190 or some shit. And not that he doesn't deserve that, but the thing about it is, is my grandma raised me a, a diehard 49er fan. And um, Joe Montana was her guy. Like, she she was a collector to a high extent. Like, she would know, like, um, Fleer came out with a new set of cards, and there's a Joe Montana in the regular rotation, and then there were special cards that they came out, a, a silver and a gold. She would go to those card conventions, and they had the little um, baseball card shops, too. She would go to all of them with fucking lists. And then a lot of those dealers would know she's the Joe Montana woman. Like, so they would save her cards. They would make sure they, they got those Montanas when they were at shows because they knew they could sell them to her. And she had a whole fucking list. She would get the price guides, and she would see in the price guides, oh, there's a Montana on that too. And, oh, there he goes. She would get every fucking thing Montana. So I, I'm not exaggerating at all when I say I have five Joe Montana autographs. And the coolest one I ever got was – um, she got, he had like written a book. I'm looking at it behind me. It's a little higher than a chair I'm sitting in. So I don't really want to grab it, but, um, he had written like a book. It's like a big color. Uh, I, th- I'm pretty sure he wrote it, but either way, it was like, um, kind of autobiographical. Um, and, and it was a big, big fucking color book. It wasn't like a little, you know, flip through book. It was like a picture book almost, but you know, uh, uh, but um, anyway, so she had gotten that, and we went to a convention years ago together, and we went to, and I think that one was in, I think that one was in Edison. I think that that's where that was, in Edison. Um, this one was in AC. But um, uh, and when we went there together, I got Jerry Rice because I was all about Jerry Rice, and she always told me I would always like, you know, get mad at her because she'd be like, "It's all yours when I'm gone, so like, don't you know, don't go in there and get a Montana autograph. It's gonna cost you a bunch of money. You want your Jerry? Get him because whatever I got is yours anyway." And I'd be like, "Grandma, don't you know, don't talk like that, you know." Um, but uh, she's who I named my my first daughter after, Mary Jane. Um, but, uh, and that's where, you know, my Niner fandom came from, my love of animals, like, that's, you know, that's, that's everything right there, that grandmother of mine, so, uh, she, she was so special that, um, when I got to see her meet Montana in the flesh and get her fucking book signed, like, I knew how all about him she was, so when she stood face to face with Joe Montana and seeing the smile on her face and getting the book signed, and I have the fucking book right here. So there's really nothing I could pay for Joe Montana to do for me that's going to be bigger than what I've already seen. You know what I mean? So that's why Montana wouldn't even be like a – like I just wanted to see him from afar, and I saw him, and that's it. You know what I mean? I just – I'm all good. Um, 
other than that, you know, but uh, there were so many fucking stars there. They had Barry Sanders. They had Dan Marino, um, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Reggie Jackson, Bo Jackson, um, uh, Floyd Mayweather, um, Mike Vick. Who gives a fuck? But um, notable shit out of that, I would say um, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis were having a great fucking time being there. Oh, Lawrence Taylor was there. He was having a great time, too. He always does, too, because the motherfucker's like, yeah, I got away with pretty much murder and did coke on the field, and here the fuck I am, so, you know what, bitch, <laughs> I'm having a good fucking time, um, he, uh, he don't give a fuck, but, uh, so he was having a good time, who gives a shit, uh, and then, um, Ray Lewis and, uh, Ed Reed, they were, they were having a great fucking time, awesome with the fans, joking, laughing, you could see him, like, cracking the fuck up over there, especially Ray, um, and, um, Mayweather was the diva shit you would expect, he showed up, you saw him show up, you seen him waving his arms around and, like, yelling about something and then go back through the curtain with his squad. And then they just kept making announcements. Uh, tickets for the Floyd Mayweather. Uh, announcements will be made for the, the Floyd Mayweather signing shortly because they must have just been frantic calling him and threatening lawsuits and shit. Or something. I don't know what the fuck was happening, but he left. And because at some point they said uh, Floyd Mayweather is back in the building and will be signing at such, and then eventually he was, but it was hours and hours after his scheduled time. So those motherfuckers were there half the day. Um, uh, Frank Gore was awesome. He was he was such a, a cool dude. And the, the other really cool thing was was um, you know if you wanted to get just a photo op with the guy, it was going to be the same eighty five dollars again. You know, and that was a whole different thing. There was, like, a booth. They would take the picture for you. you get an 8x10 of it and all of that shit. But um, I, I didn't have that type of fucking dough, so I was just like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to get the 8x in my gym, which I, I keep fucking forgetting. Like, I got this and everything, and I keep forgetting to actually hang it in my fucking gym. Like, I got to go get a, a frame for it, but, like, that's something I would do, like, immediately, you would think. I, I don't know what the fuck. But, um... So I haven't I haven't gotten that up there yet, but um, so I was like, well, I'll just get the eight by ten. I'll put it in my gym. I'll have it, you know, whatever. And then as I got closer, I was like, you know, we were just like there, and uh, I was like, let me see what goes on, you know, because like if you're like the next in line, you can get a from afar selfie or some shit, you know what I mean, like. You know, without being, like, disrespectful, like, even from a distance, everyone's got their phone on them. You're going to see someone trying to do something and just see how they react. If the if the security's like, don't do that, don't do that, I'm not going to be that guy. But if I see everyone getting some version of that, then fuck it, let's, let's go, you know? And then I fucking flat out saw people up there taking selfies with him, like, fucking with him, like, completely voluntary. And, um... So I was like, oh, shit, cool. So when we got up there, um, both me and Nina separately got pictures with Frank Gore, and um, I got my 8x10 signed, and it only cost me what my 8x10 getting signed cost. So I thought that was cool as shit. Um, the, only, uh, the other one I heard that was a dick was um, Bo Jackson, because Bo Jackson, he showed up late, and then was just being a dick to fans, like, hurry up, hurry up. No, I don't have time. I don't have time. And then people were trying to do that selfie shit with him, and he was like, no, 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 get, no, 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 move the line, move the line. Like, he, he just, he wasn't having fucking words with him, he wasn't having anything. Reggie Jackson was another dude that was talking with everybody, like, you could, she was sharing stories and everything like that. 
you know, him being as old school as he was, he didn't have, I mean, he had, you know, people, but he didn't have quite as many people as some of the others. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was a lot more to him. I know I'm forgetting a lot. It's, it's been a minute now, but, um, but it was a crazy fucking convention. There was so many fuck people. I just looked to my left while we were walking through and I'm like, that's Daryl Strawberry and shit. And sure enough, he was signing at like the tops booth, you know? Because the, the vendors will just, you know, grab whoever. They had, uh, oh, man, I don't remember the fucking character's name. In Blazing Saddles. But he was, like, one of the main, like, uh, you know, cops, um, deputies or whatever the fuck. Um, but he was there old as shit. Uh, they had a soup Nazi was there. And, uh, but, like, the whole Sandlot cast they had there. But, um... Yeah, um, so that that was cool. Um, the other the, the other thing that sucked, this fucking company is the only reason I, I I regret not remembering the name of this company. But you can look it up. It was an AC, fucking you know, uh, August, right? Or was that July? The end of July. It was the end of July. Um, well, they have all these fucking different people signing autographs, right? If you want to get a sticker that goes on there, that authentic, uh, you know, authenticity is added to your item. Uh, the other version of that word that I was trying to say just wasn't fucking working out. Um, the sticker that, that makes it authentic to any dealer, anywhere you take it, they see that sticker and they're just like, it's legit. You have to stand in a fucking line that every one of those fucking, there's one fucking line that wraps around like you're going on a fucking roller coaster. And there's one fucking line of every fucking person who signed anything has to go to that line. And then they have to fucking look at your item. And, like, you know, I had an 8x10. But, um, like, if you had a fucking helmet, they have to look at it to make sure it's authentic to mark your autograph as authentic helmet. Because, like, what if you bought a replica? They, they market it as authentic helmet. And now you're selling it for a fucking jacked up price because you got authenticity that says this fucking helmet is legit and this autograph is legit. They're kind of legitimizing the whole thing, not just the fucking signature, because they're they're signing off on this item. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's dangerous to, you know, uh, do it fast because of that. So I, I get it, but there shouldn't have been one fucking line for the whole building. We were in that line for fucking hours, hours, and that that shit is fucking brutal, man. I don't know how I had the patience for that, because, like, we were buying another dude. He was a Niner fan, too, but, I mean, this motherfucker was, like, three Niners fans wide, and he just kept talking about they don't want him to be mad and shit, and I'm like, yo, like, just get mad already. I mean, you're going to knock at least three, four people out of this line, including yourself. I, I just need to see that happen real quick, because... This is fucking crazy. So we waited all that time to look at it for a second, slapped a sticker on there, and was fucking out. And But, like, I just thought about it like, look, like, you, you know, in the future, this dude's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think his autograph goes from that 80 to that buck 80 as soon as he goes into the Hall of Fame. But, um, you know, now we're talking about, you know, years and years and years down the road, you know, if my daughters are able to, you know, pass it along, and then grandchildren and shit are able to look at now, they have this value on this, whether they want to continue to carry it on or 
you know, sell it. And at that point, you know, maybe I just got something for somebody I wasn't even here to meet. You know, that's what you hope for. You could, you could try to pass something along and, you know, if it just brings them uh, actual sentimental happiness, that's, that's just as valuable as the fucking cost. You know, and they could say that they got something that's just not that easy to get maybe at that time, you know. Because then, I mean, again, as generations go, I pass away, fucking Frank Gore passes away. That shit, like, shit goes up in value for him when he goes and, and, and goes up in sentimental value when I do. So, like, it's like you just, overall, it's a fucking, it's, it's an investment for your future, for your children, for your grandchildren to get it, you know, the authenticity. <laughs> Authenticated is not the word either because that would have worked. But um, but uh, yeah. Um, I, I so that's why I kind of endured that line. Normally my patience is fucking zero, so I don't. I didn't anticipate standing in that fucking line, and I had it cross my mind a lot of times, like fuck all of this line. But um, I just decided I was like, yeah, nah, for the sake of you know, the reason I'm doing it to begin with, I'll fucking. But now there won't be another motherfucking convention for me. Uh, the only one I'll go to a convention for, um, if it's local, is Shaq. That's it. I, I got Montana. I got Rice. I got, uh, you know, I got Frank Gore. Not like that's my only, you know, top favorite football players, but in the same token, like, I'm all good. You know what I mean? Like, I would like to meet, you know, Pat Willis and, you know, there's a handful of other guys that I would really love. Deion Sanders has always been a huge favorite of mine. I mean, I would have loved to fucking get Barry Sanders. But, again, like, I'm not looking to pay $170 for an autograph at this point in my life. You know what I mean? So it's just not going to happen on most of these cats. So I'm good with that. I'm just saying the one that I would be willing to put out what I got to put out, go get the fucking signature, stand in the fucking lines, all that shit would be Shaq. Shaq's. Shaq's my all-time favorite basketball player. I, I became less of a basketball fan when he retired. You know what I mean? He was so much of my entertainment in basketball and why I followed, who I followed. I, I followed him, not the – you know, I followed the teams he was on, like, in depth. But uh, he was – I followed him from Orlando to L.A. to Miami to – you know, like, I just kept moving with him. I wasn't as big of a Boston fan ever, but we were we were at the very tail end at that point, you know. And then it was kind of like he kind of ushered in the next guy that I was going to follow a little bit. You know, I, I'm i a big LeBron fan, and uh, obviously LeBron's a way better overall player, but I was still a way bigger Shaq fan, way bigger, you know. I'm a huge LeBron fan, though, um, so I kind of follow him like that too. But not I, my whole basketball, like, it's weird because every year I feel like my football interests go even further up, which, like, every year you'd think, how, how could he fucking possibly be more obsessed about football than he is the fucking previous year? But every year I get, like, that much more excited, and I'm, like, looking that much more in-depth in shit and the fucking parlays and, and just getting interested in every fucking thing. I'm, I was watching just random-ass preseason games this fucking preseason just – I give a fuck what the teams are. Just give me football, and I want to see how these teams are doing. You know, it's like, it, it's getting wild. But as I was getting more into football, I would get less into basketball because I was riding this, like, crash of the football season. And I, I used to watch, mostly watch the football season, and then when the football season was over, then i jump into basketball, and there were still playoff hunts and shit, you know, heating up. There's so many fucking games in the season. That's how I used to watch. Um, 
except for, you know, again, the, the early Shaq days. Um, but uh, after it, after a while, it just became I – I never really got over to the basketball. This year, I actually watch more basketball than I have in a handful of these past years because when I got the projector outside, I took it outside for the fucking playoffs, and I watched a bunch of games. I didn't I didn't watch shit for games last year or anything like that. So, you know, maybe I'll watch more now that I got the fucking thing out there, but, you know, that I could bring out. Um, let me see. Yeah, we did the barbecue. Um, and, you know, man, I, I had a great time. You know, it was so cool, like, you know, kind of putting my yard on display, letting everybody see where all my fucking hard work went and shit. And, uh, everybody seemed to really enjoy themselves and, you know, we were out there playing the fucking uh, corn with the light up cornhole boards and fucking uh, Mario Kart on the fucking screen outside with the fucking fire going on the fire table and had that shit, shit right, man. I like, you know, like it was a small gathering too, which to me like is the best. I I don't want to like a bunch of motherfuckers like this is this motherfucker only knows this motherfucker over there or. How, who the fuck even knows this guy? Like, I don't want that type of shit in my house. You know what I mean? I want a handful of people who want to be there, have a good fucking time, and enjoy each other's company. And, and no drama, no bullshit, no people abusing your fucking property or any shit like this. You know, and just enjoy. And that's, I, I could do that shit all the time, but that other party shit, I'm, I'm too old for the shit, bruh. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm some fucking senior citizen. I could... I could still go in a lot of ways, but, uh, yeah, I, I ain't with the bullshit anymore. I like immature shit, you know, recklessness, that shit, recklessness annoys me. I've learned that like more and more, like motherfuckers who just act like they don't care what they crash through while they're having fun. Like those motherfuckers need to stay far away from anything I own. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't find that shit amusing at all. It should go from you having a good time to us fighting and I, I don't need that in my life either. You know what I mean? What the fuck? What grown man needs to be fighting another grown man? Like, kind of stupid shit is this? That's why I do so much with my house. Because all I want to do is get back to my house. That's that's my main goal. It's like, no matter what kind of drama you deal with in life, the goal's got to be just get back home. And, and then you create home somewhere you keep wanting to get back to. I'm just, I've never been like a going out type of motherfucker. I hate restaurants, you know? Because you're up in a restaurant, it's up to whoever the fuck is sitting around you to act however the fuck they feel like sitting, like, you know. They could be loud as shit. They might fuck the food up. You got to pay the motherfucker more just from walking from over there to over here. You know what I mean? Like, I'll order that shit and eat it at my house, put my fucking music on, watch some shit I wanted to watch on fucking TV. No strangers are going to fuck my meal up. They're, that's a definite. I don't know why you would pay more for strangers to maybe fuck your meal up. Like, I, I don't like, oh, they, they're smacking into the back of your chair with their fucking chair and shit. Like, now I got a decision to make in the fucking restaurant. And most likely, it's going to be just fucking eat that shit and keep going. You might eat half your fucking fork, too. But, you know, I, I'm just, I don't know, I've just become a grumpy old fucking man. Stay off my fucking lawn. <laughs> make my space dope. And just try to come back here every fucking day without any uh, mishaps. You know? Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a great time. Um see what else uh that that Brittany Grenier thing kind of pissed me off a little bit for for a couple reasons like first off like 
Yeah, I mean, their penalties for shit are fucking insane. Right? But, like, you gotta know that shit before you go over there for starters. And don't just be so fucking, like, again, the recklessness is crazy. Like, you remember for the longest time, years ago, I mean, I, I maybe this is, like, a age-specific thing, I don't know. But, um, there was a kid who got fucking, uh, in Singapore. He fucking spray-painted on some shit years and years ago. And, uh, they beat the shit out of him. By law, they beat the shit out of him with a Singapore cane. Like, he had to eat, like, mad lashes. And the U.S. was, like, all fired the fuck up. Like, you can't, like, physically assault our fucking citizen. They're like, fuck, we can't. And, uh, <laughs> they lit this motherfucker up. And then after that, it was like, oh, you don't fuck around in Singapore. Yeah, you don't fuck around a lot of places. A lot of the bullshit we're up to here, you can't just fucking hop out wherever you want. Like, you should know that you can't jump on a fucking plane in the U.S. with a fucking vape cart. Like, you're not supposed to, at least. You know what I mean? So, to go internationally with that shit is arrogant as fuck to begin with. Especially, you know, you're with the WNBA and all this. Like, it's fucking crazy. Um... Like, you, you, it's just wild. So, yeah, again, like, the penalty's fucking crazy. But then everybody being in this, like, fucking depression because, like, they can't believe Britney hasn't come home yet. First off, you don't know Britney. None of you motherfuckers are watching the WNBA. Their ratings would be higher. Because the amount of fucking outrage I see, I don't know. I don't think their ratings are nearly as high as the fucking outrage is right now. Like, Bill Burr did a whole fucking bit on how women are failing the WNBA because... They they fucking wanted their own shit. They wanted their own shit. They want to be involved, and then they're not attending the fucking games. They're not selling out any fucking arenas. No one can name five players. Like, who's your favorite player? Tell me right now. Like, don't look that shit up. And, like, it's just... It, it's just not as heavily followed like that. It's, it's, you know... And for, you know, to demand equal pay and all of that other shit, like, oh, well, you got to equally draw, too, you know? And I'm sorry, but, like, you know, dunks from the foul line are going to fucking outsell uh, a hot layup. You know what I mean? It's just not going to get you as much money. So, I mean, it's just a reality about this. But, but, again, like, there's motherfuckers locked up for weed all over the fucking United States, and no one's getting that riled up about it. Now, I'm not saying I am. I'm just saying I ain't riled up about this. I ain't going to get riled up about that. Because I also know that, like, if I get caught up with something, ain't nobody fucking crying over me. Nobody's gonna, like, other than my immediate fucking family, there's not gonna be, like, an internet fucking wave of we need to get J-Cat home. Like, who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm facing nine years in Russia? Don't forget about me in 35 fucking seconds. They'll be like, and Kim Kardashian dating a new guy? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, some guy named J-Cat with a bunch of tattoos is getting fucking buried in a Russian fucking gulag. And and then they're like, and Kim Kardashian bought new new kicks. Wait till you see him. <laughs> and, and I'm gone. Just like that. Gone. And uh, that, that's to me, like, I'm not that interested. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's fucking wild. Um... You know, you, you wish you're not in that situation, but, you know, you got to make better decisions in life. People make these stupid-ass decisions after stupid-ass decisions, and then in the end they want fucking the world to bail them out that they wouldn't have bailed out. They were too busy making stupid decisions to bail anybody out. So, yeah, terrible for her, terrible, terrible for her family. 
Um, but there's motherfuckers in the United States locked up for weed. Everywhere. Um, and doing like in, in, in fucking ju- an unjust amount of time because you know other motherfuckers are getting off for like full on murders and shit or child molestation and shit, and they're getting out of fucking prison before motherfuckers who were dealing weed. You know, so some of that shit, some of that outrage needs to be redirected a little bit. If you guys are feeling froggy and want to fucking uh, try to make a change and shit. I don't want to make a change. I work six days a week. So, hey, I, I can tell you shit needs to change. I would say, hey, if you're going to go try to help make a change, more power to you. That's fucking awesome. But I don't have time in my fucking life. So I'm just, you know, just telling you how I feel about people who are riled up and where they should put their energy if if, uh, if they really want to try to do something. Because I don't know. I don't think Rush is going to change because somebody on Facebook is mad any fucking way. But they don't give a fuck about Dennis Rodman, which I don't know why the fuck anyone gives a fuck about Dennis Rodman. Um, I mean, he was a great rebounder, and some people like his... I don't know how they like his style, but they like his style. Um, But, you know, I mean, other than him being a badass, tough NBA player, I don't know, like... That many people would look at Dennis Rodman and be like, yes, that's the fucking guy. Like, he makes great decisions. And uh, I should change my um, international policies on um, incarceration based on Dennis Rodman's opinion. <laughs> like, I, I don't see how that would work for fucking anybody. So, I. Like, it, <laughs> they want to lock someone up for nine years with a fucking vape pen. How many years does knowing Dennis Rodman get you? Because that's probably a sentence, too. Like, <laughs> it's got to be. Can't imagine. Um, let me see, man. I'm like fucking what? Forty minutes into this bitch. Uh, see, I got a lot to say, man. That's why, like, I, I'm I'm going to try to do two episodes this week. Uh, I know I keep saying that shit, but like the thing is, is like, if I had time tonight, like I would do a second episode tonight. But I don't even know if this service allows me to do two in one night. I feel like it does somehow. Because I did fucking, like, the tribute shows, and I would record, like, a bunch of interviews in one day. So I feel like I did that shit on, like, the private, like, I could put them in, like, a private category. So I think I might be able to record a second one if I can, and then put it in the um, private, and then turn it public, like, tomorrow or something, so you'd still get, like, back-to-back. Um or maybe release it later in the week, so then when I go another month, <laughs> it's sooner. I don't Nah, I'm trying not to miss lots of time doing this shit, but, uh, you know, life, real life is, is fucking way busier than... There's a, there's a lot. Um, so, uh, yeah, let me see. Yeah, so I didn't really give a fuck about that, just because of, you know, all the circumstances included. Um... Jurassic, let's talk about Jurassic World and shit. Jurassic World Dominion, right? I didn't like this shit. Like, to a certain extent, I liked it. But, uh, you know, like, it was cool to see the different types of dinosaurs. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to put spoilers in here, so just pretend like I am because I don't really, like, I don't think you should be coming to me for movie reviews to begin with. So, but, anyway... Uh, it was cool to see the different type of dinosaurs, cause, especially because I play that fucking game that's like the Pokemon 
but it's the um, the dinosaur version. Jurassic World or uh, Jurassic World Alive, I think. But I play that shit, so I got a whole lot of fucking dinosaurs on that shit. And then uh, I, I recognize a bunch of dinosaurs that they threw into the movie and shit. Even though, like, some of their names escaped me, but I, knew, I was like, I know that shit. That's the one with the thing, you know? Um, and uh, it was cool to see the dinosaurs, but first off, it got, like, way too fucking cliche. Every fucking thing, it's like, dark fucking alley, light the light, there's a dinosaur. Long tunnel, can't see the end, now I can, there's a dinosaur. Climb a ladder, get to the top. There's a dinosaur. Like, it's that, like, pop-up shit where, like, right around the corner. And it was just, like, real predictable, really. Here we go. What fuck's up here? That was stupid. Um, yeah, I guess there is somewhat of a spoiler. Um, so, in the end, we're to go with the bad guy, which is pretty vague, right? I don't know. Um, and I guess it, yeah, never really. But anyway, um... So they go with the bad guy, and they, they foil his whole fucking plan, which most movies, that's how it happens at the end. But when the shit comes down, they're like, you're fucked. And this guy's, like, standing there like, no fucking way. Like, he doesn't have a gun on him. But this dude's trying to, like, fucking move fucking dinosaurs. And, you know what I mean? Like, he, he was trying to fucking, like, weaponize these, uh... They were trying to weaponize, like, what? massive fucking wasps that would just devastate crops and pretty much destroy the world and, and make you rely on the crops they were selling and shit. And then, like, they foiled this motherfucker's evil fucking plan to pretty much take over the fucking world. And he's on some oh no shit, let me get in the escape pod. Like, this dude doesn't have a gun, a knife, a fucking... <laughs> they catch him up and he's got no defense. He's got no bodyguard. He's got no motherfucking defense if someone, like, showed up at his, his joint. Like, I've never heard no shit like that before. Like, someone was that deep into multi-billions of dollars of fucking this and that, and, like, you just go get him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. Get the fuck out of here. That shit is whack. Um, I'm tired of the fucking, like, it, like, some shit was like, oh, the blue, blue dinosaur. She just runs up, kind of threatens him, and then runs back into the woods the same way. It's like, is this like a mechanical, like, I feel like I was in the Jurassic, um, I've never been to the, the, the thing they have, what is that, Universal Studios? But I feel like it would be like at the park, every time you walk up, the bitch comes running out of the thing, and then goes back in. And then some new people walk up, and the bitch comes running out of the woods, and then goes back in. That's like what I, I'm like, that's what it looked like to me. And then, you know, there's always the coincidence. T-Rex is not a fucking, not on their team. I don't give a fuck how many times I write this into their movie. T-Rex saves the day all the time. He's not your fucking friend. This guy eats fucking everything. He's a, he's a savage fucking monster. He eats everything. And he's like, nah, he's more interested in fighting the other dinosaurs than actually eating the person. So, um, he saved us technically because we got out of the way before his battle finished in almost every fucking movie. Really? And that's what we're doing again? Ah, it's just, it's just overdone like a motherfucker and I, I don't, I don't get any part of that. And it's like, oh, here's the, here's another thing. This fucking dinosaur is somehow 
on the heels. So I don't remember which dinosaur or when it was. So I guess that that alleviates a little spoiler on this one, but on this complaint. But uh, they're running from this dinosaur, and this dino dinosaur is like snapping at the fucking heels of them running. Right? Like if he was only a little faster, these people would be fucked. They jump on fucking motorcycles of some sort. The same fucking dinosaur is right on the heels of the motorcycle. So is it fast or is it not fast? Because if it could catch the fucking motorcycle, the motherfucker should have never made it to the fucking motorcycle. Like, <coughs> stupid shit like that. Like, just, just pay attention to your own shit for ten minutes. And, you know, I've been saying this shit about wrestling companies for a long time. Invest in your product for long enough for me to give a fuck about it. Because if you don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And they don't give a fuck. You know, I mean, that's just how I've always felt. So it's like, have the dinosaurs not, you know, hear, hear the fucking rustle or something, or hear glass break. Have them go run, jump on the fucking motorcycles, and take off, and then the dinosaurs are on the hill. So you don't have a speed comparison three seconds before they jumped on the motorcycles to be like, wait a minute. How the fuck are they now fast enough to chase the motorcycle where a minute ago they could only max out at like a person's fucking foot speed at, at 58 years old? I think it was the, the dude from the old ones. Dude's like fucking 60 years old and he's fucking running from these dinosaurs. He jumps on the motorcycle and the fucking, yeah, he's almost that fast as well. What the fuck? So I don't know. Um, you know, I hated it for that that reason and the fact that they made it three hours with that type of fucking attention to detail. And again, like I didn't give a fuck about the person uh, um, DNA fucking she cloned this one crossover in the last fucking movie, and I damn sure didn't give a fuck about the crossover DNA fucking it's the same chick it's a it's a clone oh I, I'm your mother or you yeah, fucking I, I don't give a fuck it's about dinosaur. Why are you writing this person drama bullshit into fucking stories about living fucking dinosaurs on our planet? There's not enough interest there for you? Is that, like, too boring of a fucking story when a hundred types of dinosaurs have been unleashed on the fucking planet? You couldn't patch together just something about that? It's fucking crazy. Like... The, the writers of this shit are not good. They're just not fucking good. I love Jurassic Park movies. Just the thought of, again, dinosaurs are fucking out there with people. And the graphics and uh, special effects and shit have always been great. So I always enjoyed Jurassic Park movies. Some better than others, but... And I was even down with this whole fucking thing where they unleashed the dinosaurs. I was like, yo, we're, we're getting another six fucking movies out of this. It's going to be crazy. Because they could just focus on one fucking country and, and the type of dinosaur that's ravaged that fucking country. And, and just just lean into that and call in, you know, one or two cameos from past movies per movie. Stretch that for fucking, you know, four or five. I mean, they really could have rolled out a, a, a big fucking, big fucking roll on this. Instead, they do one three-hour movie. They were saying, like, everything's culminating in this, like it's over. But I don't know. I mean, you know, they'll they'll most likely relaunch again or some shit. But I hope it's with new writers because it, it's really dog shit. What they put forth is just like they they really didn't put a lot of fucking uh, emphasis into this. Um, let's get into uh, let me see. Oh, there was a so I saw this shit right, and how the fuck did I? Oh, 
Eric, my man Eric, at the uh, hopefully returning soon, the Eagles will have high expectations and then lose all control of dominance by the end of the season. We'll, we'll completely collapse and not be a viable candidate for anything uh, well before the season concludes. Uh, podcast. Hopefully he brings that back soon. Because um, we're ramping up to the season, you know, I got a lot of football shit to say too. That's why I'm saying like two episodes is probably gonna probably gonna happen. Um, but anyway, Eric sends me J Cat versus Samuel Adams on uh, a L two wrestling out of fucking shithead. Pennsylvania. I don't know what the fucking actual town or the fucking I don't remember the name of the company but this shithead company that's like just just shindy company. The only person I've ever heard of that I saw on the card was Robbie Marino and that's you know what I mean so um, that was that was the, the thing and now I'm like dude I, I, I highly doubt that Robbie's trying to take some fucking like shindy shot from Pennsylvania at me like I've somewhat called a truce on that shit without even really talking to him. I talked to Ruckus and, you know, just said, like, I'll leave it alone. You know what I mean? And, like, you know. So I I, I had a lot of leverage to go further with it and then said, yeah, me chill, man. I, I don't want to do him like that. Just because it's the fucking point, man. I'm a grown man. So anyway, um, I, I just didn't I didn't think anything like that would have been the case. But clearly someone's fucking with me. <laughs> because who the fuck else is named J-Cat? I got a definitely more of a name, in, and, and this is not like trying to give myself any kind of credit or say I'm a wrestler or in the business or anything like that, but far more people know me in the business than this other cat, J-Cat. Um, and he's like a, he, he looks like a kind of fat kid, like, sort of, like, when I saw him wrestle, he's a little in, a bit in better shape than I thought he was in. Um, he, he's a chubby kid, but it looks like he's got some strength and decent athleticism to him. Um, but, like, so so first, like, it's just, like, the initial thing. I found no Facebook page. I found no fucking, uh, you know, no. there's no tag, like, on any of the thing for the match. There's no him cutting a promo. There's no... I, I can't find anything about this dude. I asked a bunch of people that do, like, go to shindy shows and shit. Not a bunch. Like, two people. I asked somebody that I know that goes to shindy shows. Uh, but, um, like, how many people can you say that really go to, like, stop. Um, suddenly I got them having a house and everything. Like, let's, let's cut that shit out. Um, but, so, someone said, uh, you know, um, yeah, I never heard of him. That, that's been around, like, these type of feds, and I'm like, well, okay, and then, like, I even, like, commented on the match, on the thing, on their page, like, hey, who, someone put me in touch with this kid, or some shit like this, and, um, nothing, like, I just, like, got nothing out of it, and it was weird, because he just, like, he, it, he had a, a tie-dye shirt on that said, let's get weird, and, and just, like, didn't look like, like, he was going for anything that had to do with me. And, I mean, I still overall don't know if the name had anything to do with me because I don't know any other J-Cats, like, anywhere. 
But anyway, like, if it is, it is. If it isn't, it isn't. At this point, I don't think there's any shade intended. Because then, um, I just, like, fucking follow their page to see if this fucking guy, like, follows up with promos or, you know, if, if they, and they ended up putting up the whole fucking match. And it was like a three-way. And, you know, the kid is like, like I told you, like, decently athletic. He's actually trying. And that was the first thing I noticed is, like, no, this isn't a mockery character. I mean, I don't know. He's got some, like, kind of comedy, silly gimmick and shit. But, like, he's trying to wrestle. Like, he's he's actually wrestling. Like, he's doing, like, uh, you know, her and Kenranas and fucking uh, Snapmares. Uh, not Snapmares. Uh, Inseguris. And, you know, I mean, the guy's, like, really trying to wrestle. I'm not saying he's fucking awesome. But I'm saying, like... Nothing he's doing that strikes would strike me as like, oh, his whole shit is to fucking clown J Cat. Like, no, like I'm seeing no connection at all. There's no reference. There's no mention. There's no anything that ties to me. And I'm just like, this is a complete fucking coincidence. Complete fucking coincidence. And it's wild. I I, I wouldn't think that, you know. But again, like I don't know if I my name. He's like, oh, that sounds like a cool name. Like that other dude that's on the thing. I I don't know. But, um, I mean, more power to him, as long as, you know, he's not blatantly mocking me, because then I got to make fun of him and, uh, until he doesn't want to do that shit anymore, you know what I mean? Because, I don't know, like, like I, I already like clowning, like, shindy-type shit, so, like, if someone was directly coming at me just for the sake of, like, getting under my skin, like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to win that battle of wits. Like, it doesn't really happen that often, so, you know. But I have fun with some, like, shit talk, so... You know, is what it is. But now I, I, I didn't really. I was like, where would this even come from? It didn't make a lot. So I just wanted to kind of see it through to see exactly what we were even talking about. And no, I mean, again, no worries. Um, Ric Flair had his last match or whatever the fuck that was. Like this dude, he's gonna die in the ring. He, he went over to I think Puerto Rico after that, and then had another match over there, and it bled after his last match. And that, I don't fucking know, but like. Gage was there looking like the biggest fan Ric Flair ever had. Like, there's some pictures of him really, really looking at him. Yeah, Hogan, hey, uh, uh, he's got love in his eyes from the Hogan Macho Man shit. I mean, yeah. That that's how I felt. I felt like Gage was in love that that day. I don't know what was going on, but it was a bad look on pictures from what I could see. You know? And um I don't know. It just I understand being a fan and all that, but it, it just didn't look real great, you know, for a guy who wants to portray like a dominant deathmatch wrestler. Um it's a weird look. Um Uh Gage's comeback. All right, well, you know, I always root for Gage if he's legitimately trying. And in some aspects, I do think he is. His workouts are fucking weird, and I guess Jordan Oliver is leading the, the class, and it's just weird. Like, some of the shit he's doing is just strange. It's like he's doing leg press today, and then tomorrow he's doing squats. Like, why would you hit the fucking... That, why would you do back-to-back days like that? That shit doesn't benefit your training on day two at all. Like, 
your muscles should be way too sore if you were doing enough leg press on fucking day one to be doing squats the next day. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I guess to each their own or whatever, but he'll be doing like these crazy weighted deadlifts and then like weird, real weird tricep extensions where he's not pulling the weight behind his head at all and going like, you know, like skull crushers or, you know, behind the head um, tricep presses. He's doing them where, like, he's bringing his arms out almost like chest flies, but then, like, bending his elbows in, like, towards his chest. It's fucking weird, man. Like, he's just doing some weird shit and, like, putting it on Instagram and shit. I don't know why he's putting it on Instagram. I mean, I guess you're trying to show some kind of Rocky montage leading up to the the match with Mox. This is going to be Mox versus Gage, uh, title versus career or some shit. And I can tell you, yo, the best thing, they won't do this, but the best thing that they could do with that is don't, because I don't think they announced a date for it yet. I don't watch enough to know any of that shit for sure, but um, I don't think they announced a date for that. Just that, yeah, it's going to be Mox versus Gage, title versus career. I think they should have that fucking match after GCW goes to Japan, and when GCW goes to Japan and it's Mox versus Kasai, I think Kasai should win that fucking belt, and Brett should book him to come the fuck back over here for whatever their next big, big blow-off show is. Let the title just be over there. Have Mox come back. Now they fight. Gage is pissed off. I'm on top of my fucking game now, and you don't even have a fucking belt. I'm still fucking you up. He, they have a great fucking match, way better than their last match, but Gage wins that match and cuts on the fucking mic. I want a fucking shot. Bring the fucking crazy monkey over here. You cue a fucking Titan Tron with GCW Tron on the fucking thing. Uh, you know, promo June Kasai. I'll be over there fucking whatever date. Fucking see you there. Immediate sold out fucking house. You got Gage's huge comeback, and now Gage getting the belt back comes off of Kasai. That like that fucking that would be like big history shit because there's so much that's going on now that's not special. Even Mox giving the title back to Gage at the GCW show was really not special. Um, but I think that shit would be like the culmination of all of that shit would be something that would at least on on the surface look very special. I think it would look way more impactful than than what they're doing. You know, um, but, you know, to each their own, I'm sure uh, the Gargoyles are going to enjoy every fucking bit of whatever the fuck they decide to do. So, um, but yeah, I, just a lot of this shit with Gage, he's looking silly as shit. I mean, some, some, even some of the songs he's putting on there and shit is back, background music for the, for the Instagram posts. Like, he's like, yo, that's, you're on it like that? Like, what the fuck? Um... Yeah, it's just it's just strange. Some of this shit to me is like, and again, like if he has to weird his way all the way to good health, I'm fucking all for it. Weird it up, bro. Like like the other J Cat said, let's get weird. Uh, but I'm not, you know, what I mean, I, I'm not gonna co-sign his actual training because it, it's weird. You know, unless unless they're just doing a real bad editing job and like the entire structure of his training is is really intense and and good and well balanced. But I'm not seeing balance. Definitely not seeing balance. I'm seeing, like, just chaos. So, but I don't know. I mean, what the fuck do I know? Um, 
But yeah, so that was that that's that whole thing with Gage's thing. Um got through that whole fucking list. I got like three fucking like chunk lists here. But uh alright. So in ICW, let's go into some of their shit. Uh there was a stabbing at ICW, uh at a whatever the fuck, Deathmatch Carnival, I think they called it. They had a massive fire outside, um like a two, three day event. Uh, weed vendors. Um, I'm not saying like the weed vendors contributed to the uh, event, as far as the, the stabbing, I should say. Um, but I mean, I don't know, guys. Like when you're promoting the shit out of violence for the sake of violence, when you're when you're just bloodletting and there's no rhyme or reason to it, and motherfuckers are smiling and smashing shit on themselves and every other fucking match. And then hugging each other afterwards and saying how much they love each other. And then you're encouraging heavy drinking. Like, even towards the tail end. I mean, even when, you know, when I was going. But towards the tail end, it started to get even worse. Where, like, they were really, like, okay with you having a bottle of, like, hard liquor. Fucking front row exposed. And just, like, sharing with the wrestlers and all that. And just, like... So much bad can come out of all of that shit. You got sharp shit around. You got motherfuckers drinking, like, hard fucking liquor. And then, like, what do you fucking think, man? Like, I don't know. And then supposedly from what I got out of it, I don't know all the details. And if I'm wrong, don't quote me on any of this shit is, like, gospel. I'm just saying what I heard. And, again, just uh, because I I don't have names or anything. So it couldn't be too incriminating, right? Um, But... I had heard a chick stabbed her boyfriend, I guess. Um, I, I, I just... <laughs> so much about that shit is just hilarious to me, you know. It just... It's like, at some point, he convinced her to go to the show, right? I would think. To going to the show. Yo, it'll be fun. You know what I mean? I don't know how the day ends with her stabbing him. Like, did he look at, the, like, the... Another deathmatch, a female deathmatch wrestling fan, or Casey, was he looking at Casey Kirk the wrong way? Like, I don't, I can't even imagine how you get, like, because either you're in such a fight that, like, they ain't going to the fucking wrestling show with you, or, like, you're going to the wrestling show but, like, you know, you got some shit going. I can't see it being escalated to the point where you're willing to stab the motherfucker before the night's over, but attend it with him. And then, like, who paid to get in? Like, did he get paid to get... Did he pay to get stabbed that night? Yeah, I got a lot of questions, but I think it's hilarious either way because, like, I really think you create a recipe for disaster with these type of scenes. When you bring all these fucking elements together and then just scream, let's fucking fucking motherfucking fuckery. Ah, I'm Danny Damato, and I'm fucking Larry Legend, and then we're just fuckery and glass and blood, yeah, for no reason. Like, well, at the end, the fans are stabbing each other, and you're going, we're so sad that this happened. Yeah, okay. <coughs> Catch me later with that shit, because I don't know. Uh, but, um, speaking of Casey Kirk, um... Casey Kirk is a fucking star. I, I will tell you, um, she's mishandled. I don't think she's being coached right, but I do think she's a star. I think in the early 2000s, 
she would have been like a female deathmatch goddess. Like I think fans would have looked at her like Lefisto would have something to live up to against her. Um, I've seen a lot out of her in a short amount of time, dating back to the match that she had with uh, Jimmy Lloyd, which, you know, to me, Jimmy Lloyd really needs the right situation to not be fucking horrible. And um, the match, it was like, fuck, I think it was a night of infamy or something. And it was shit booking there, too, because it was him versus Casey Kirk and this fucking insane fucking match where, like, you can't help but to give this girl credit for what she went through. I mean, it was it fucking insane. And she went through that shit, and then Jimmy Lloyd wrestled her husband on the main event of the next show? Like, What? Like, I don't understand, like, and I, yeah, it just, it seemed like really kind of weird backwards booking for some reason, like, it just didn't look, uh, yeah, it, it, I didn't like it, I didn't like the booking of it at all, um, and yeah, because even the next month, she takes this hellacious beating, and then Cage of Death's going on, and she's interfering in the match, and like, Russian leg sweeping, uh, Jimmy Lloyd off the side of the fucking cage or somebody off the side of the cage, she shouldn't be able to fucking walk after that fucking match the next month. Because the thing is, is like she wasn't billed as like the deathmatch fucking chick thrown into a situation that she wasn't really like supposedly like equipped for. She wasn't all this way into deathmatches like she is now. So she might have been like down for that shit or whatever, but like you build up to that and you let it culminate in her fucking moment. Don't let her get fucking beat on the fucking one show and then be downgraded to interference in the next show. Like, it didn't... You know what I mean? Like, it's just fucking strange the way that they booked that. But anyway, so now um, they have her booked, you know, winning all these fucking matches. And I honestly hope that they they let her fucking win the title. I think that's uh, coming up, I think. Um, I don't even know who has the belt. Joel, Joel something? I, I don't even think I've seen that guy wrestle before. I've heard his name, but I don't think I've seen him wrestle before. Um, I've missed, you know, and some of these shows, like, if I don't watch them live, I'm just going back and maybe catching a, a match if I want, but I've watched so little wrestling that, um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't really tell you, but, um, I've seen some of her stuff and it's it's become more and more entertaining to me. Because she's doing, like, fucking, you know, 187s off the top rope with fucking light tubes and chairs. Like, I mean, she's she's doing some real dangerous shit out there, and it's not looking bad. And, you know, that's one of my main things, too, is, like, even if you're undersized, your offense has to look good. I personally, I'm one of the very few people who, I was a fan of LaVisto, but I never thought her offense looked that fucking great. I thought a lot of it didn't have that that impact, that wham at the end of the fucking, whether it be strikes or, or her fucking suplexes and shit like that. It didn't have that snap to it. It didn't have that, that pop. I I really didn't buy a lot of her off those little short chops. She did that. That doesn't look like it should fuck somebody up. It just doesn't. She'd do it every fucking match. And at every match, I would lose fucking interest in her offense. And just go like, why? Why the fuck is she doing those little things? That's like b boy. She's fighting her. That's you know what I mean. Like it's 
this guy's destroying fucking Dan Moff with forearms and matches, and and you got Lufisto doing these little chop 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 chop. Like this isn't Street Fighter, bro. Like what the fuck is going on here? So I, I thought a lot of that shit, you know, wasn't wasn't that legit. She did tons of shit. She went through tons of pain. Much respect to Lufisto. But again, offensively, I just didn't think she was that strong. And I think that can completely ruin a, a character to not have, like, an offense to strike back with. No matter how good you sell, you do this and that. It just doesn't, you know, you, you need some kind of believability that you might win the match. you got to have some kind of impact to throw back to be like, oh, shit, this could go either way. You know, that's how you can build your match. But, um... But, yeah, Casey Kirk, I, I think a lot of her offense is pretty believable. You know, some of the shit she does is, you know, you're like, yeah, no, that would fuck anybody up. Or that, you know, she took a big enough risk there to pay off in this guy's pain, and, you know, she fucked him up on that. Or she, and she takes enough abuse to be like, oh, she's not skating through this match either. She's, and you know, she has that, like, nonchalant fucking uh, douchebag kind of fucking gimmick. You know, that people are supposed to hate, and she just, like, doesn't give a fuck and all that. And it works. I think it works. I mean, they had huge fuck the Kirk's heat, all of that shit. The other problem, though, is, like, her husband's terrible, and I, I don't really care who, who likes that or believes that or whatever the case is. Um, it's just my view. I, I just don't... I, and terrible, maybe, is a little strong. I think he's average. I think he's average. I don't think he's someone I'm, I'm ever looking to see wrestle. I don't think he does a terrible job, as I previously stated, for no reason. Uh, but I don't think, I don't think he's something that I'd want to see in a match. I would never look forward to a Brandon Kirk match. Um, just never, just never been a fan, you know. Like I just don't think he does anything. Like I was just saying, impactful or impressive enough that I go like, yo, yeah, this this is the fucking guy I want to see wrestle Slack or uh, Gage or, yeah, I just, he comes out and I'm like, oh, there we go. So I, I don't know how that looks, you know, if she's the stronger of the two. I mean, if she's able to get the type of pushes she's going to, she should get. And that's the other thing is like, I think the well is sort of dry on a lot of this shit because, the move right now would be to get into GCW um, for her. I don't know what kind of bridges are burned or this or that between, uh, again, does it come into the re- their relationship, the two of them? Or, or is she able to go get a booking somewhere? I, I don't know. I don't really know how that works. But um, I guess it depends on the couple and, you know, everything like that. But um, either that or, I, I mean, it would be such a major jump and a major stab in the back, but... XPW is about to come over and fuck Danny's world up. People are going to have to jump. I mean, if decisions are made and she she could get a fucking spotlight and actually have distribution. You know, Rob had fucking DVDs in, in Sunko's video when I was like fucking 15 years old. So, I mean, he doesn't have a problem with getting his fucking, his talent known, you know, if he really wants to. And I think he's going to, um, but we'll get back to that in a minute. But, um, but you know, I, I think... She's in a weird time right now where everything is deathmatch, deathmatch, and I think she's going to get lost in the shuffle. It's a shame because she's going through a lot, and in a different era, I think she would be an absolute star. So that's just my thoughts there. But um, uh, Hoodfoot, I, I just think, you know, this shit, 
I, I don't think he's he's a smart dude. I just don't. Um, and you know, this match when he got hurt in his, in his initial injury, he got stabbed in his arm. They were having a match where um, they were they started like fencing, like sword fighting, but like fencing. You know, where they stand with the fucking stabbing. Uh, with a, a broken light tube each, like a long broken light tube, trying to stab each other and then allowing stabbings of each other and knowing that, like, the end of this shit is broken glass. When you push the broken glass into your opponent, it's going to cut them deep. I don't understand, like, what part of this they didn't know was going to happen because it's not a freak accident. It's a dumb decision. So they did that, and he got the fucking shit cut out of him. And, like, motherfuckers were, like, surprised. He went to the hospital, lots of thoughts and prayers, and everybody's heart going out to some fucking body. And then, there's a GoFundMe goes up. Because they they want to support this dude to recover and get back in the ring. What the fuck are you talking about? Again, I said this shit years ago. Now, if if I were told beforehand, you are actually going to be part of this guy's insurance policy when it comes to these death matches. So if he gets hurt too bad, he might hit you up. I'd be like, I'm out. Uh, tell me how the show went. I'm, I'm out, bro. I'm not signing up for that. I'm not signed up for that at all. I, oh, I'm part of your family now that just pays for your medical bills. You can get the fuck out of my face. I don't talk to my family like that where I'm paying for fucking medical bills. Other than my my kids. I don't know who the fuck you think this is. You know what I mean? I don't want to be part of that. I didn't know they were passing the collection plate when I came here and shit. There's a lot of motherfuckers that choose not to go to church because of that fucking plate. Like, hey, man, I don't want to know God, but I don't want to know this motherfucking donation system. You know? Some motherfuckers are real, you know. They got a, they got a budget. Can't be in there like that. So I, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like that shit to begin with. But again, like, that shit happened. And then Necro and Nate Webb had a match. And... The, a show, I think they ran a show to donate the proceeds of the show to Hoodfoot. And then Hoodfoot, immediately, while still in the, I mean, the aftermath of this, it was still pretty fucking close, was booked in a match against Sadika on August 20th. Well, I'll be goddamn. So, Imagine your neighbor is like, yo, man, like I got in in a terrible accident, right? Like I was going a little too fast, but like this is fucking crazy, man. I am so deep in surgeries. I used all my fucking medical. uh, I used like I'm up to like I exceeded all my deductibles or whatever the fuck. I I, uh, I owe like crazy fucking bills. I used all my sick time from work. I'm fucked up, man. Like, yo, could you help me out with this or whatever? And you're like, man, like, that's crazy. Like, I don't, like, and you, you just don't know how to say no to him, right? But you're just like, I feel bad. I said, oh, let me help this dude out. He was always nice to me or whatever, right? 
You help him out. This motherfucker heals up. And then he goes, yo, I'm going to drag race right fucking now. I'm going, I'm going to rip this motherfucker like nobody out there has beaten me. I'm fast and I'm Vin fucking Diesel today. I'm going out there and whipping this motherfucker like it stole something. I am driving the balls off this fucking car today. And you're like, um, so I mean, you're going to pay me back for that? That what I helped when I had helped you out? Or, I mean, should I, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just such an insult to injury. Like, to be so destitute and desperate for help, or just, you know, again, at least, because a lot of this comes down, this is the way they play the game. Uh, by they, I mean wrestlers. Uh, they go, it wasn't, he didn't put it up. He would, he would have been too prideful to allow this. Yeah, but he's going to cash the motherfucking check, or he's going to accept that fucking transfer when you tell him you got fucking 10 grand for him, or whatever the fuck you got, right? When you say, yo, I got 20 grand for you, he ain't going to be like, I am too proud for that shit. You do not take people's money on my behalf. You know goddamn well nobody's saying that, but they're just having someone else take that initial bra. He would have been too proud. Oh, would he? Because it's real easy to refuse money, but not that easy, obviously. You know, who the fuck wants to refuse money? I'm just saying, like, it's not like, oh, it's too late now. I guess I got to take and spend it. Like, (laughs) I mean, if your pride is your pride, then no the fuck you wouldn't. Um... But this is what I mean is, like, it's it's just a slap in the face because then it's just like, yeah, I'm just jumping in a wood chipper next weekend. It's like, just, bro, I just help pay for your stitches and shit. Yeah, no, man. This is going to be way worse, though. Like, the, <laughs> if you think the last time was bad, wait till I wrestle Sonica, man. She fucks people up, you know. And sure enough, he had a match with that. He missed a cross body or some shit and hit some fucking tubes or, or something. Huge fucking laceration on his fucking elbow. Just, just... Shit don't make any fucking sense. And then he just won the fucking uh, Danny DeMano tournament or whatever the fuck just like this past weekend. And it was crazy. I saw him in the match with uh, Tremont real quick. I saw that, like uh, a piece of it. And it just looked like the same dude in different colors. Like black and Matt Tremont. And, like, yeah. It, it's just wild. It's just like this. Everybody is like so copy and paste these days. You just get, like, so many of the same gimmicks or body types and shapes. And, and and there's just no there's no gimmick anymore. You know? That's the shit that, that really drives me fucking crazy. Like, it's just, there's no creativity. There's no actual thought put to these motherfuckers' characters. They just go... I want to look cool. I want to be a rapper, so everyone's going to be a rapper now. Like, there's always this type of kid. There's always this type of character or this type of character. But, like, there's not, like, an in-depth something to it, you know? Like, what are most of these motherfuckers? Like, they're just not... And I'm not saying everybody needs to be a Chikara character, but they did, like, an obnoxious version of what should be done where you kind of come up with something, come up with a backstory, come up with a something that shouldn't just be you out there wrestling. You're supposed to be entertainer overall. 
So you have a whole different character, a whole different persona to snap into. You could be an excelled version of yourself if yourself is, is, is um, entertaining to begin with. But if yourself isn't entertaining to begin with, come up with something. You know? How many people have an actual fucking gimmick anymore? With a storyline, with a fucking a set of kind of rules for themselves, or this is how he does this, or this is how he addresses this, this is how he reacts when this happens, but not necessarily the way that I would fucking react. Yeah, uh, I just, you know, I just think it's crazy that the, the attention to detail is so little, and um, I, I, I just don't know what it, what it is. I, I don't know what it is about these days wrestlers that are just lazy because like i said before i'll say it again because it's worth repeating but when matt tremont said years ago we're gonna do violence for the sake of fucking violence and he he did that shit where he was uh doing half squats for every syllable uh so you know he really meant it and he was trying to get a point across and everybody popped because they were like more death matches yay and i was like fuck they aren't putting any fucking thought into this shit anymore. They just took a cop out, and they just got a good reaction out of the crowd for it, so they got a, a fucking okay. They just got the green light to do deathmatch tournament-style shows without any build to any one of these deathmatches. You know why? Like, not only was Zandig and Lobo a tremendous fucking feud as far as the the crazy shit that they did to each other, but... The fucking story that went with it, and it was just a guy trying to take over a company. It's been done a million times. But the way that it was done made you give a fuck about those matches so much more. You know? And now it's just like, we're just going to fight our friends for the sake of fighting our fucking friends. And the crowd's like, fuck yeah, fight your friends! And then like, they do all this bullshit in the ring, and a lot of them do, you know, smash shit on themselves and toast light tubes before they hit each other. And then after the match, you're just free to have a fucking midlife crisis breakdown and fucking, you know, tear up while you're telling the other guy who you just supposedly fought, but for no reason. So you're not really supposed to even be mad at this guy because you don't even know why you're fighting him. Afterwards, you get to tell him how you really feel about him, and you only do this with a guy like him. And he's always busted his ass and he appreciates it. And this is, you know, this is the shit that these guys are doing match after fucking match after match. I, I don't know how many blubbering asshole fucking promos I need. It's, it's not a retirement speech. You're coming back next month for the same fucking worthless fucking death match that'll mean nothing to fucking anybody other than the scars on your fucking body and the pain you go home with and whatever little fucking paycheck you're getting from Danny DeMano. But. This, this is what I'm getting. I'm getting blubbering fucking bullshit promos afterwards that are just thanking everybody and gushing and like an acceptance speech after every fucking match now. Because there's nothing to it. There's nothing to talk about. There's no character to uphold. There's no anything. They don't have personal characters. They don't have storylines on the matches. They don't have feuds with anybody. Maybe they're a heel, maybe they're a face. They're not really trying too hard in either direction. Some are. You will get a little heel action. You will get a little face action. So that's not completely gone. But still, if that's all I got, come on. 
It's laziness. It's pure fucking laziness. And they sold that shit. They spoon-fed that to you fucking gargoyles like it was the easiest fucking thing ever. You couldn't have been hungrier little baby birds and just ate that shit up. I'll take a lesser version of what I used to get. Hmm. Even when they started TOD, half those fucking matches had storylines. That's the crazy shit, man. The first two years had fucking, at least two years, had storylines. You know? It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, doesn't make any sense, and I don't think it's going to ever again. I just don't. I think it's been too normalized to just fetishize this shit. Turn it into just like this fuck fuckery. Uh, okay, so because there used to be no rope barbed wire matches. 200 light tube matches. There used to be fan bring, fans bring the weapons matches. There used to be razor board matches. You really would rarely see those. Those shits would be in Japan. Uh, there used to be uh, um, exploding barbed wire matches. There used to be Taipei death matches. There used to be thumbtack matches. There used to be so many types of matches with very specific labels and limitations. And you did lots of things within those limitations, but that was those matches. Now it's like, everything's in the ring. It's fuckery. And then, like, every fucking match is the same. Nobody's going to take any less. It's all just going to be the same shit. And what do you take home? What the fuck do you take? What memory do you take home with you? You just go, how many people leave there and their entire fucking assessment of that shit? That shit was crazy. Yeah. And that's it. Hey, you remember? Tell them about fucking Saturday, man. That shit was crazy. Yellow. That shit was crazy. Yeah? I should go next time. Yeah, man. It was crazy. It's fucking pe- Yeah, they did crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try to go. Let me know. All right, yeah. Yeah, you'll like it. It's crazy. That's like the entire summary you're going to get. Like, it's not like it used to be. It's not like it used to be. Uh, dude, last show, the fucking guy came off the roof with the f- motherfucker, and, uh, you know, I don't even know how I fucking lived through that shit, because, like, he can't, like, I didn't even know he was going to the roof. They disappeared for a minute. Next thing you know, they pop up on the fucking roof. So the table's over there, but, you know, it, shit like that. Like, you got to leave the fans with something. But, again, now when you're doing it every show, you can't fucking do that. So now you painted yourself into this corner that you could never fucking stand out amongst your own fucking crowd of shit. So, but it's about to be over for them because Danny DeMano is now feuding with Rob Black. Rob Black did a, uh, um, a podcast about um, Danny DeMano and the whole situation. Now, you know, it's crazy because I've, I've kind of re... Um, revisited a lot of my previous thoughts on people and and just the way that I've now thought of things as I get older. Um, So, Rob Black I didn't like for a lot of years. And I don't think he's just a great person by any stretch of the imagination. But I didn't like him years ago because I was a diehard CZW fan. He tried to run CZW out. He cut Messiah's thumb off. Uh, But, you know, Messiah fucked his girl and, you know, I mean... He really wasn't fucking playing when it came to, I'm going to do everything I can to ruin everything he's got going on. The new company he's got, I'm going to try to run them out. I'm going to try to kill him. I'm going to try to, you know, whatever the fuck, he was going to do whatever he was going to do. 
you know, and he targeted CZW. It took CZW and ROH to band together in order to get robbed the fuck out of uh, Philly, you know, and, like, they did it. They 100% did it. Those were two big, strong companies. We're now talking about Danny DeMano and ICW with Muffins over there. Like, the, him and Muffins aren't going to save ICW. Um, and Danny's made a lot of enemies, so it's going to be difficult. I don't know if there's any fucking chance that he can mend fences with Brett, but I'm pretty sure there's not. Um, and uh, he's in trouble. Um, Danny, so apparently Danny had talked a bunch of shit, like he does, about Rob Black. And then said to Rob Black, when Rob Black said something to him, why would I ever fucking stick up with, for someone like you or some shit like this? So then uh, he's like, oh, okay. And then Danny couldn't get a fucking building in Cali or some shit like this. So then he had Schlack ask him if they could work together or some shit like that. And Rob Black said uh, he'll... How about Danny sucks my dick all the way down to the balls? Uh, he said <laughs> uh, before he works with them, and he called him the mayor of Deathmatchville a lot of times. So those are the two funniest things about the whole podcast: is the mayor of Deathmatchville and that Danny could suck his dick to the balls. But um, this show was funny because he broke down a bunch of fucking text messages and he, you know every contact he broke down exactly what Danny said and what he said and how it all went, and, like, yeah, Danny had to fucking eat his fucking shoe, because, you know, once he, uh, he, he talked all that shit, and then he needed help from Rob, he was fucked, and the other thing is, Rob has, he wants his guys to be SoCal exclusive, which, like, I can't blame him when it comes to, like, if you explain it the way that he did, or, um, I don't even know, you know, but, like, look, Schlack has been misused a lot on the East Coast, especially, and, you know, so just say Danny booked Schlack in uh, an opener match. They go crazy, but Schlack loses. So Schlack loses an opener. We'll say the next fucking month or three weeks later, Schlack is winning the XPW title on the main event. Well, what the fuck does XPW look like? A fucking opener who just lost on the ICW card and lost countless fucking matches on ICW just winning the fucking title. And the thing is, is it's not like, oh, you go in their library and, oh, you would have had to watch them back-to-back. No, if you're doing them both in SoCal, it's likely mostly the same crowd that's seeing both shows. So he's like, he's only, like, he's staying on top of that shit. Like, yo, I will pay more than that guy was going to make for that booking so he doesn't work that booking. So I'm not even going to fuck the guy out of a payday. I'm I'm going to pay him more than he would have made to just stay SoCal exclusive for me. So I I'm sorry, but like I'm I'm listening to Rob. Like this is okay. I'm I'm seeing what you're saying. Because if I was the guy who was working for him and he dropped that shit to me, I'd be like, "All right, yeah. Well, they wanted me to work on the fucking 12th, bro. So uh cut me that check and I'll see you on the fucking 18th." You know, like I fucking 100% cuz you're getting other paydays out of, out of him because he knows that like you're exclusive to him on the, on the SoCal. Like that shit makes sense. Um, so Danny got all butthurt about that. Um, and then, you know, he's not going to work with Danny and that uh, Danny's calling himself the mayor of death match this, but Rob's pissed. Rob is like, I'm going to fucking get you. And like, 
if he comes to he's coming to Jersey. I had heard something like he booked five shows in Jersey or some shit. If that's the truth, he fucking is going to pay to ruin Danny DeMano. And I think that's fucking hilarious because I think Danny's a scumbag. And Rob might very well be a scumbag too, but, you know, Danny's been a scumbag to me. So fuck him. You know what I mean? And Rob will, will run directly up his fucking asshole. And there won't be a fucking thing he could do about it. Because he'll buy him out of buildings. He'll buy his talent out from under him. He'll pay his talent two, three times the amount that Danny's paying him. And they'll have no fucking choice. He'll offer them exposure and fucking pay-per-views and fucking to cut off the fucking sales of this or whatever. Like, dude will do whatever he has to do to make sure he ruins Danny DeMondo. And Danny DeMondo and whatever muffin money marks he's got, he, that shit ain't going to work. It's not going to fucking help him. He's running a real fucking low-end uh, operation when in comparison to XPW and what Rob can do when he wants to be petty. And I, I just think Danny's fucked. I think Danny's 100% fucked, and I'm entertained. So, um, Danny, uh, uh, Rob is not a good fucking podcast host. If you want to go listen to that, it says something about, like, the truth about the Danny DeMano something or other. And the whole thing is about that. But you'll have to keep looking at your phone to see, like, if the if it cut off or whatnot. Because it just, it feels like it does. And then, oh, you look at, no, it's still running. And then he says something. So it's like he just stops talking. And, like, I guess he doesn't know dead air is bad for the radio. But, um, you know, I mean, teach their own. Um, so yeah, that's that, but, um, yeah, it should be entertaining coming up because he's definitely going to gun directly for him. He said he's coming for Brett too, but he's definitely more, more pissed off at, um, Danny. And I do think one of the places that I, rumor has it that he's going to run is Showboat. So again, I think he's going to spread the, the love as far and wide as he can, as far as the people who he doesn't like. And he doesn't like Brett either. He was pretty open about that, but he was pretty much addressing specifically more the Danny DeMano stuff. Um, if he really starts going at Brett shit, I mean, it's really going to get entertaining. Um, I I mean, the wrestling drama is always a funny thing to me. I, I'll always sit back and watch that because it's funny because to me, you know, again, you can look back and be like, oh, Rob is a scumbag promoter. Okay, um, let's, let's fucking rehash that statement and, and tell me how many aren't. You know, uh, you're going to have to start finding a couple of promoters that aren't fucking scumbags before you start pointing out this guy like he's the bad one. Like, hold the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I'm at with that. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, a lot of the promoters, too, they talk down to the fans. They treat them like you'll deal with what I give you. And that's how DJ, he would just fucking... He would just try to beat you to death. But you don't know everything that goes on, but I'm doing everything I can. And I'm. Just, and meanwhile, all he was doing was helping anybody who booked him, loading the fucking roster with whoever his asshole he was licking, whether it be Drake Younger or fucking Sammy Callahan or Gulak or fucking, like, whoever it was at the moment, the Chris, which, again, is just an extension of the fucking Sammy, uh, you know, um, uh, the the what was that other fucking joint in California? The 
whatever the fuck that was. The Germany shit, he'd book those fucking guys who no one wanted to see. You know, minus a very few of them. He booked just, like, the whole fucking roster because they booked him. And, yeah, the, the just so much of this shit. Like, you just saw everybody's friends in there at any given time. There was definitely a time where it was, like, half of Ohio worked there. There was another time where, you know, um, half of fucking Indiana worked there because of Drake. Um, and then I think Gulak was doing a lot of New York shit. So, like, the fucking NYC scene with the fucking, with the, what the fuck was that big tall guy with the fucking tits? I don't remember his fucking name was Poseidon. There's a pectoral Poseidon. He called himself. He came out of a chariot and shit, and dudes dressed like fish. The fuck? You were doing the best you could for the fans? That's why, like, when motherfuckers like that catch that shit, and the company fucking nosedives, and they're like, how could you celebrate that? Guys are losing bookings. Somewhere else will pop up. Fuck them. You know? These guys are scumbags on so many fucking occasions. Yeah. When it when it all crumbles, remember the guy who told you they couldn't give you what you wanted? Yeah, fuck him. Give a fuck about that guy. You know, and and that goes for ninety percent of these fucking promoters. So as a grown man, I just sit back, man. I I would never interfere with somebody's business or fuck their shit up or, you know, I I'm not. I just don't care about any. I just I'll sit back, I'll watch it, and I'll comment on it, and that's it. You deliver what the fuck you plan on delivering. Whoever wins, wins, and I'll fucking talk about it. I'll probably make fun of the one who lost. That's just, just what's going to go on, because I, I just don't give a shit like that. And I see things differently. I'm not looking to be in anyone's good graces by saying what I say, and I'm not looking to just get reaction for saying what I say. I'm just saying what the fuck I feel. Because I got no love for this shit. And it's it's something to take my mind off of what the fuck else I got going on, you know? So... I'm ready for fireworks, bitches. Light them. Um, last thing I'm going to touch on on this, because I'm telling you, I got another fucking list of um, of topics, and I'm going to get into those on the next podcast. And I'm going to hit y'all up on Facebook and have y'all add topics after you hear this shit, so that way you can add even more. So you'll you'll know what I covered on this. And add me up even more if possible. And and I got a whole list plus plus this shit. So last thing I want to hit is Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, um, I guess, is in a feud with Stanley Guerrara. Um, he's that uh, Steve-O-looking motherfucker. He, likes, like, he looks like Steve-O on Ecstasy that could do flips. And um, I never liked the dude. I just his face bothers me, and he's just not. There ain't shit cool about this dude. He's just another high flyer, and he looks really fucking disturbing to me. So um, I never liked him, and I love fucking Eddie Kingston. So as as long as we know where we're we're at starting out on this. Um, so I guess they were in some kind of feud, and I don't know if things were talked about beforehand or what, but he got on the mic and started calling Eddie Kingston fat and shit, right? Um... So then when he got in the back, and this was a tape segment, so when he got in the back, he, like, pie-faced him. Like, he, he, like, mushed it, like, put his hand on his face type shit. And it came off as different things. He took a swing at him. He, he this, he that. But I think that was the the overall report that, that came down. 
Eddie Kingston was suspended for it, and there was a bunch of back and forth. Uh, Disco Inferno got involved, and Eddie Kingston put him in his place and said, you know, he'll never forget the story that uh, the Big Show farted in his face. You're not a man. Like, shit got pretty funny on a couple levels. But, so overall, my thoughts on it is this. Like I said, I don't like the other dude. I just don't know where fucking Eddie's thin skin came from. When did it become off limits to say that a guy's fat? I know, like, a lot of what uh, he was saying was he said something or uh, retweeted something that someone said where Jericho had said, uh, you never completely bury your opponent because that takes away from the match to say that he's not a credible opponent and prove it, you know, or some, some shit like that. I'm completely paraphrasing because I don't know what the fuck the quote is. Um, and I get that to a certain extent. However, like, if your thing is calling a guy fat, but then, like, you're going to go into this match, and he's going to fuck you up a lot. Like, he's going to get a lot of really big, strong moves on you, and, like, he's going to cut his fucking Eddie Kingston promos anyway, which are going to bury any fucking thing that comes out of Sammy Guevara's fucking mouth. You're, I mean, Eddie Kingston is going to win that fucking promo battle, battle alone. He's going to come away from that fucking exchange looking stupid. That's my opinion. So... I don't know why the sensitivity, because, like, I think in either direction, Eddie Kingston wins. Um, the other thing is, like, Eddie, like, would almost every night in the CZW ring tell somebody's mother to suck his cock, like, while he grabs his cock and swings it at, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not really sure where the sensitivity came from that fat drives you through the fucking roof for you. You're ready to risk everything, Eddie. Like, that shit is crazy to me. You don't know how happy it makes me when I see Eddie Kingston on a main event. I, I Like, I can't. I can't even fucking put into words. Like, that is that is one of my favorite fucking dudes out there as far as wrestlers go. And to see that dude being on a main event and knowing that his promos are going out to the fucking world, to, to, to kids, to fucking adults, to people across the fucking country in droves, massive stadiums of people, not just a little Chikara joint over here, I mean, it is going out to fucking everybody, Eddie Kingston is getting that platform he always deserved, this guy was on the, on the cusp of retiring from wrestling because he couldn't do it on this indie level anymore, he couldn't handle the, the just repetition of everything and like they're really getting nothing out of it and then it, it all hurt you know he just fucking got that deal at like the bell as far as i'm concerned because he was like making like this will be my last year of wrestling unless some big shit happens some big shit happens so i just i just want to see this dude succeed to the highest possible fucking extent if being called fat bothers you get in the motherfucking gym my dude get in the fucking gym do every fucking thing under the sun you can to get shredded and come back and fucking be even more vicious. Or, or show this motherfucker that it doesn't make a difference, that there's no part of your fucking game he could outdo regardless of that weight. You know, like, I just want to see Eddie Kingston succeed. So, of course, he was wrong in doing what he did, but... It's just, like, it pisses me off to see a cat like that, like that fucking Sammy kid, to, to even come close to jeopardizing something that I know means the world to Eddie, and I know means the world to people like me who, who are rooting for Eddie. 
So I don't know. I uh, I was upset to see the situation. I thought the big show farting in Disco Inferno's face was some funny shit that I heard. Um, and I just want to see him get back to business and really do well for himself. And just keep fucking pushing. And leave this motherfucking Sammy kid in the dust. Because he ain't shit. He ain't got no longevity. He's just another flippy guy who's going to get lost in the shuffle of the next wave of flippy guys that come in. And can do it more precise, more accurate, one more rotation, one more twist, more whatever the fuck it is. Because that's all it is. Motherfuckers can't match what Eddie Kingston brings to the fucking table. And everybody knows that. And people are going to try to fucking derail you so they can be just that other motherfucker. Don't let him fucking take the spotlight. Don't let him take a fucking thing from you. They'd have to work every fucking day to underachieve what you're capable of. That's that's just a fact, man. And, uh, yeah, man. So I wish him the best. I hope he gets back on track, learns from this mistake, gets back there. He's still in good graces with the company and goes out there and fucking kills it. I want to see gold on this motherfucker. I want to see him ruling the fucking world of AEW. Fucking action figures, the fucking T-shirts everywhere, fucking everything. Video games with him in it, all of that. I think it's coming out. He's got to be in it, right? Um, that Dope. Just I, I just want to see this motherfucker succeed in every way possible, so... But yeah, man, uh, I think that's all I got here. And um, I'm going to get back to y'all motherfuckers later this week. Damn sure can't do another one now because it's already 10 o'clock and I want to chill the fuck out. So um, I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm going to definitely get back at this, whether it be tomorrow night. It's going to be one of these nights this week because um, I'm doing it a little bit differently now. And um, like I said, I, I had some shit that I didn't cover. I'll go back to the well asking you guys uh, some things, and then, yeah, we'll get at it. We'll talk some more shit. All right? Thank y'all for fucking listening, and peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Juice Radio. Jesus!
But say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm going to tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food.